sir. It's biltong, it's not jerky. Oh, sorry. Biltong. Yeah. Cured meat. It's, well, it's not cured, it's still dead. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to have avenue. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. I think it's just the name. Yeah. Like one's South African, one's American. It's just dried meat, isn't it? Just dried, dehydrated pretty beef. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, dehydrated? It's weird, because it's like, it's with all the blood taken out, but then there'd still be water. But there's still, everything's got water in it, so it can't be dehydrated. It's got a very small amount of water in it, otherwise it would just be... It wouldn't exist. It would be brittle. No, it just wouldn't exist. What do you mean? You can't. Everything has water in it, doesn't it? No. No. Sand? Does sand it must have, have water some in water in it. No. It must. <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't. But I'm. I'm. Look. Look. <laughs> you, you and your alternative facts. Right. Yeah. This is reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's water. At the end uh. of the day. No, but people are like seventy percent water, so that means that thirty percent isn't water. Yeah. 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 Well, you learn something new every day. Not every you learn that not everything is water. Yeah. No, I was so confident but. on that. <laughs> but yeah, if you're 70% water, you can't be 30% water as well, can yeah. you? You're just, you just... Some of some things aren't water. So for you, you sit down on a chair and be like, I'm practically swimming. Well, space, water, water, it's atoms, isn't it? Space. The final frontier. Well, Science. This final chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like everything is gaps between atoms, right? Yeah. That was the whole thing in some film. They were like, Whoa. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought instead of the gaps, maybe it was water, because water's basically, like, solid with gaps in it, isn't it? Because that's what makes it liquid. Mm. It's not fully solid. It's, nothing's fully solid. Because the... we're getting down a different... I was going to start off with a Trump speech um, right. that inspired me this week. I had my my bad impression ready in the barrel, you bring up the jerky that I generously uh, built on, that I generously <laughs> <laughs> provided as a host. I wasn't shitting on it. I was just saying. Oh no, it no, so I'm not saying you shit on it. So I'm much of it, and it's it all up. in my teeth. <laughs> no, there was, there was a, a, a Trump this week. Just uh, uh, it's, it's not a Trump thing. It's something else. But it's just Trump started it, which just made it really had a profound effect on me. I thought uh-huh. it was great. Um, so I try my uh, my bad Trump impression. Uh, we had tremendous success on The Apprentice, and when I ran for president, I had to leave the show. That's when I knew for sure I was doing it. And they hired a big, big movie star, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to take my place. And we know how that turned out. The ratings went down the tubes. It's been a total disaster, and Mark will never, ever bet against Trump again. And I just want to pray for Arnold, if we can, for those ratings, okay? <laughs> Arnold responds mm. just by <laughs> hey Donald I have a great idea why don't we switch jobs you take over TV because you're such an expert in ratings and I take over your job and then people can finally sleep comfortably again fuck <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> president Schwarzenegger is just like hey hey fuck you <laughs> The guy is such a legend. Yeah, it's like you forget. I've, I'm always been a massive Arnie fan, but you just you just forget. Yeah, you just like hey, Arnie's coming along saying, "Yeah, I president, go fuck yourself. Your whole fucking country can't sleep comfortably at night. You're thinking talk about ratings. <laughs> then uh, you get in an Arnie hole. I sent you a video about him and his tank. Oh, his, it was amazing. His tank charity. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> where to raise money for kids after school programs. He crushes pianos with his tank. <laughs> Would you come and take a ride in my, my big fucking tank? Look at this thing. And he openly on, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, said that he used his political powers to get, because that's the tank he drove in the Austrian military. Oh, right. So he was just like, I want my tank. Can I have my tank? Like, well, no, you can't FedEx a tank. But he was like, ah, I knew people, I knew Cheney, I knew these people. I was like, give me my tank. <laughs> Gave him his tank. And the, the promotional video is like, um, he just crushes stuff for charity. Yeah. There's Artie driving around. You can sit on the tank while he crushes stuff. Crushes everything from uh, pianos, barbells, bubble wrap. <laughs> anything you want. Smaller tanks. <laughs> just anything you want. Just come. Yeah, it's the guy's such a fucking hero. And yeah, when I saw that, like the whole, the old Arnie spark just started to flicker um, within me again. Just uh, that belief that I should have a tank. <laughs> All those moments where it's like, I should have a clone. Uh, Maybe I should get my ass to Mars. <laughs> you know, all these things I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just forgotten because I've been uh, in reclusive mode. And I was like, oh, Arnie, Arnie still exists. Maybe I should pursue this. <laughs> so it's very inspirational for me. So I thought Good. I'd try and share that with a weird... I don't know how to do impressions, right? But like for some reason with Trump, like I, I don't know how he speaks, but it's just it's just talking a bit like a dick. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty just, much just it. be a colossal okay. asshole. Okay, yeah, <laughs> talk a little bit out your nose or something, whatever. Find your inner voice, and it, it, like between every sentence, go. It's the it's the inhale <laughs> and then the mouth open. <laughs> it's the it's the um, um, Mr. Garrison's. What was it? This is my douchebag face. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I do when I'm not really listening to what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I had another moment like that with with David Duchovny, right? And David, I don't know how you feel about David Duchovny. I like him in Californication. Yeah, the guy's just he's just he is as many big actors are just an extension of himself exaggerated. So like Samuel L. Jackson plays Samuel L. Jackson pretty much in every film. Mm. Tom Hanks plays Tom Hanks. But David Duchovny, I feel like when he signs on to a show, they make the character more David Duchovny. Just right. like, like there's a new show, well, I don't know if it's new, but it came on Netflix, um, Aquarius. Right. Which is um, Charlie Manson. It's basically like a Netflix series of Charlie Manson. And it's yeah. got David Duchovny in it <laughs> as like this um, hardball cop detective, you know, doing this. But he's doing it for a chick and like he's sleeping with everyone along the way. <laughs> like, I don't know whether this was part of the story at all. I think just David Duchovny has that as a writer. He's got it in his contract. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Look, if you want me in, I've got to sleep with like everyone in the show. <laughs> like on... On camera, yeah. and I've got to have loads of Dukovnyisms, yeah. which is just like doing something a little bit um, kooky or a little bit wacky, mm. <laughs> but trying to keep it charming or something like that. It's just like Dukovny, what are you do? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's 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 all right. I've been watching it. It's um, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's like eh, it's all right to put on in the background. So. <laughs> They've kind of made it. I didn't know. I don't know that much about Charlie Manson, to be honest. No, something culty to yeah, do with yeah, yeah. women, he's, and 
he wanted to be bigger than the Beatles, I think was yeah, his thing. Yeah, like he's instigated the murder of lots of people, but I don't know if he's but, actually done any himself. No, that, I think that's the whole thing, yeah. is he didn't do anything. He, he used the cult yeah. form to manipulate other people to do bad things for him. Um, but it's an alright show. It's, it's similar in, to me as Narcos. Did you watch Narcos? I haven't watched it. Narcos no. is good. Um, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a really good show. But I think you get more out of it if like you're really into that. Um, uh, if you're into that kind of cult culture, yeah. As in, like you're really into. Um, I've forgotten the. I'm not into the cocaine thing in Narcos. Like the big mm. guy, Pablo. Escobar. Escobar. Pablo Escobar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, If you're like, you're really hardcore into that, you probably love that show and it's because it is done really well. Um, but I think that, yeah, it'd be the same if you're into Charlie Manson. Like, I had a load of people who were, who were pretty diehard Manson fans. Um, it's, it's metal, to be honest. Yeah. The metal scene <laughs> was like, well, Slipknot mentions Charlie Manson in some of their songs. Yeah. And like, hot chicks murdering people. It's very metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, but I like I think there's being interested, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a fan of a serial killer. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He, <laughs> he, he, he was a musician. He was a musician. Yeah. He wanted to do things. Yeah. And uh, Combi Christ, a Swedish industrial band, like had one of his speeches in their songs. <laughs> it, Charlie Manson is just one of those cult people like Ted Bundy. Mm. Like people are fascinated with those with that kind of thing. So like it was just nice to see Dukovny kind of. I didn't. I haven't seen the X Files. Yeah. I almost don't want to, because I don't feel like Dukovny was Dukovny in X Files. I I've don't seen, know why. So I've seen some X Files, but your theory does come around full circle because I think he's now with Gillian Anderson. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so or an like, alien dressed as Gillian Anderson. I can't fuck her in the show. I'm going to fuck her after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I will become. <laughs> The thing with David Duchovny is... The poon is out there. (laughs) (laughs) I like him. And I like like the shows he's in and everything. And I'll watch him. And it's perfectly entertaining. And it's great. But I can't shake the fact that he just... He doesn't change his face. Not a lot of people do change their face. I don't mean like... From birth. No, but I mean like... His character is always going through like a weird up and down of, of... situations and emotions and weird things but he's always just got this the same yeah. david duchovny face and it's not it's not bad acting it's, it's just it's just it's, it's, it's just how he does well, in the x-files like he wouldn't have been surprised by aliens he'd be like eh, it's aliens <laughs> yeah. I, I did say there were aliens yeah. californication like he was having sex with ridiculous situations be like, yeah yeah so there is a monkey choking itself i mean i'm david duchovny <laughs> right <laughs> like in aquarius it's like fucking charlie manson yeah but don't worry i'm, I'm a fucking everybody so it's <laughs> yeah. just sort of different yeah he's just running on a different track <laughs> he lives in David Duchovny land where everything's fine yeah and everything's just a little bit weird and everyone's just kind of like Dave like move your face like, <laughs> yeah but like you could make that you could make that cigar poster of him you know the, the Steven cigar, cigar poster. poster where it's like it's a poster of like 80 uh, Steven Steven faces yeah and it's like uh, and, and it's at the top it says the emotions of Steven Seagal oh, okay. and under every one it's like shocked happy sad and it's all the same face yeah for the whole thing yeah like I think you could do the same with David Duchovny not to, like he's he's a much better caliber actor than Steven Seagal it's just it's it, it it's just the, the way he does it it's it's strange 
Yeah, well, I think it's just he's, he's one of those people who was probably hired for his looks or something. Yeah, like yeah. he was that kind of, that. and he he's, he plic- he placates to that audience. Yeah. He's but he's the, not he's not a bad he's actor. The he's the womanizer not... character, so yeah. like the womanizer character can't have too many emotions because that would be stressful. Yeah, he's not he's not non-believable. He's not yeah. like he doesn't like take you out of the action or anything. It's just the way he is. It's, it's strange. Yeah, but yeah, Aquarius. Yeah. It's got some Duchovny-esque moments in it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, but if you don't want to do that, you can do what this couple did, which I thought was strange. Um, so, well, the, t- the article starts off with, um, a mother who spent 16 days with her dead baby has shared heartbreaking photos from the whole experience. Why? So, like, selfies of her with her dead baby. I've seen them. I, I'm not easily disturbed. <laughs> Yeah. But a selfie yeah. with a dead newborn baby as, like, Fucked a couple, up. like, at the park. Wow. Like, yeah, <laughs> just with a dead newborn baby. Oh, it was a little chilling. <laughs> it was a legal? little bit fucking... Well, that was my question. Is This is a new form of therapy that they're offering to people. Keep the dead baby for a bit. <laughs> I didn't realise you could do this, right? So, um... She took photos about the experience, which saw her take her daughter's body home and even for walks in a pram. She says, I know it might not be the best option for everyone taking a dead baby around. Yeah. um, But for us, it was so important to have that family time and just properly cuddle our little girl. Like, (laughs) this is is freaking me out. (laughs) This is is pretty fucking disturbing. Um, I was really nervous about bringing her home because I didn't know if it would feel right. But it was nice to have her there, and it wasn't just for us, but Elvin also got to come home, and Elvin's the name of the baby. Like, just Jesus Christ. Mm. I didn't know that you could take a corpse home. No. I thought, like, when something dies, or someone, because it was someone, I think it lived for a little, like, four days. Yeah. Um, when somebody dies, I didn't know you can just... Right, well, I'm. I'll take her home, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was the case. Like, if you if you hit and run someone, you don't get to keep the body on your bonnet until the funeral. Yeah. Like, the police have to take it away for examinations and stuff like that. You can't take it to the park. Yeah. You know, but apparently it's good for it's had medicinal <clears throat> benefits for the parents to take their dead baby and put it in their cot and sing it lullabies. Well, I'm I don't not... think there's a but. I think that's just that's just sick, right? And it's just like at the time they're probably like, this is probably a good thing, and then in like a year's time, they'll be like, oh, it's a year ago today that our baby died, and yeah. then four days from now was their first bath, like, <laughs> like that dark little nugget that's gonna grow yeah. and just be like, what the fuck did we do? <laughs> well, is it is it um is it like a is it is it a method of like detachment for the mother or something like that? Because like I'm I'm not one I I can't there's for only a so second much... put myself in that situation. Yeah, but there's only so much detachment detachment you can have when your dead baby's in like a chill box issued by the hospital that you're just carrying around your baby and being like, let's go see Rugrats the movie or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't understand. No, but you've been carrying at, at the this... time the shock and the trauma could be like yeah, just like if somebody is in like a huge. Uh, earthquake or disaster like the shock just gets them to go and do something something random yeah. and they'll be like I don't even know why I did that but yeah. I think there's more punishing I think the toil of that is good 
like like you say, we can't put ourselves in their shoes. I don't know what it's like to lose a newborn baby, but well, I would hope that I'd be able to. I don't know. I think they. I think they would regret taking their dead baby to the park. <laughs> like, uh, imagine if a dog got it. I, like, well, it's like anything what, could go wrong. One just of the, leave the corpse at the hospital. One of the reasons, like, it's important for for a father to bond with a kid, like, as soon as possible, is because the mother's already there. Like, she's been there for months and months and months. Like, yeah, she's but, got this fully developed bond with this child that she's been growing and everything like that. Yeah, but the so, Grim Reapers had a much closer, intimate <laughs> relationship with this newborn baby right at this Right, point. but then for you to for you to have this bond and be like, oh, I get to finally meet the child and everything like that, and the doctor <laughs> just comes and takes it away and puts it in a coal cabinet and says, no, sorry, it's like, that's that's it. Like, I, I, I understand that, like, there's a period of detachment. In the same way that you'd have, that you have, like, an open casket funeral or something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a moment for people to, to, to be able, I, I don't get that either, but some people but, like it know, as a, as yeah. a, as a, for people to be able to say goodbye and everything like that. Like, again, I can't put myself But in there's it. not like... I think from an know, outside perspective, it's weird. It would be strange to see people wheeling around a dead child. Yeah. But, um, like, I, I don't know. Sleeping I, with it. Yeah, yeah. Feeding it. Changing yeah. its uh, skin, I guess. <laughs> like, it's one thing to be like, oh, you've shot yourself, baby. We need to yeah. change you. It's like, well, your arm's also rotting. Like priorities, please. Yeah. I, the whole thing took me completely yeah, by surprise. Yeah. I thought it was just. I feel like that shouldn't be the way that we should go with uh, death. You know, just <laughs> you know, there's walking it off is one thing, pretending like ignoring the pain, whatever, but ignoring your dead kids. Like, what's the time limit? You know, f- I think it was they had it sixteen days or whatever. So wow. I think it died after four days or something. Wait, wait, but wait. We're talking wait, wait. like that's days, that, that, but. They were holding onto the pres- body it's until not preserved. the funeral. Like it'll start to decompose. They put it in a chill box, like a, a medical chill box. Right. Okay. A cuddle cot is what it's called. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> they put the cuddle cot in the cot at home that they already bought. They yeah. didn't want to waste it. You know. Yeah. So they put the the dead baby in a chill box in the cot and stuff. Right. Took it around, but yeah, it was more than like hot. It wasn't like can we have a quick half hour down the park with mm. Elijah or uh, Elvin. Elvin, uh, that's probably why it killed itself. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine the embarrassment. Like, I've already, I've already died. Now they're still parading me out in front of their friends. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> do you think they? Do you think the hospital imp- imp- imposes late fees? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it stamped? <laughs> yeah. It just so you t- you got to take your dead baby back into reception by eight o'clock on the third but day the, th- the thing is something must have happened in that situation where the right. hospital said do you want to take him home anyway I mean <laughs> he's here we've got a box do you want to <laughs> you know you can go home and you know still do all the things you want and there must have been a side of them that went yeah that works yeah that's everything that we ever wanted that's the, that, that's the way that we want to live our lives and then there's the friends and family who didn't intervene for several days mm. when it's like I'm so sorry that your baby's dead but it's not going to blow out of the candles is it just so stop giving it birthday cake or whatever the fuck they do uh, yeah <laughs> yeah there's something that randomly I found chilly <laughs> it is yeah it, it, it is odd it it it, uh, it peaked out it, it popped <laughs> out of the news feed for me yeah you know parents carry around dead baby to the park did you watch the Super Bowl uh, no, I heard everyone got really pissy because it was all political and shit. Uh, because... Well, well, all right. right. So, 
So Lady Gaga is that, I think was that what you're talking about? Lady Gaga. I'm assuming I, mean, I didn't watch it. Oh, I'm assuming that it wasn't like the fucking everything. oh the adverts. Everyone stuff, was okay. all pissed it wasn't off. the players like oh they did oh, a, that, they did more all... of a throw it a running game so that means that you know racism. No oh no everybody was already pissed off at the Patriots and at um at what's his name the quarterback Tom Brady yeah. because at some point. He was shown on TV and you could see a, a Make America Great Again hat in his locker right. in the background. Um, so the the whole the whole thing became fucking political. Everything. Well, oh, the Patriots should lose because they're all Trump supporters and they're all fucking useless. And- well, this was the confusion for me because I, I didn't read anything about that. I just read about Lady Gaga and the whole issue with Lady Gaga's performance was, was it political or was it not political? And apparently it's like a 50-50 divide right. with viewers right. who were like, thank you, Lady Gaga, for not making this political. And yeah. then there's other people saying, saying you thank you, Lady Gaga, for how political your performance was. I mean, pff, they don't understand, but we, we got your subtle message. <laughs> and it's Lady Gaga in the middle just like... Ah. I, just, I was just singing some of my songs and having yeah. a dance. <laughs> and like some of her song I think there was a song that um she sang that mentions um uh, transsexual bisexual asexual lots right. of different sexualities so? so I think some people thought that was a political so she agenda sang one of her but songs but it's just a song so, so it's just I find it interesting that loads and loads of people were arguing over whether or not a performance was political or not mm. instead of like it's it's almost if like if Lady Gaga protests in a forest yeah and only a hundred million people are there to see it like mm. is it a protest or is it not a protest nobody knows <laughs> this is mass confusion oh, but like it was it, oh the fucking the fucking left have ruined everything oh he's leaning again i'm sorry <laughs> you're always leaning i forgot <sighs> anything oh, I was, the left. but it's it's just I, I don't under, I don't understand why why can't there just be one thing that isn't about politics? The fucking Budweiser advert was about immigration. <laughs> the, in the, in the halftime thing, the Audi advert did the Audis Audi did, did an advert on the wage gap. For fuck's sake! <laughs> it's, it's, it's comfortable. It's fuel efficient. It's half woman, half man, <laughs> equally. Oh. <laughs> It was. Uh, it's just fucking ridiculous. I, I'm so <laughs> so sick of doing politics, but for fuck's sake, you do politics. Just stop leaning around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking left. You have to say it because you can't criticize the left without them calling you a racist or something. But <laughs> you have out. to clarify that. To Look, clarify I've it. got a really good sense of humor. But that wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm left, but that's too left. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm liberal, but you're all twats. Yeah. Well, Lady Gaga. Yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is a bit weird. Anyway, the halftime show is always massive, and uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's a weird. <laughs> it's almost like there's like a new street performer that people are going to go see because the word on the street is he's really edgy and political and stuff. Yeah, and it's just a drunk. <laughs> like, like oh yeah I get what you're saying you know fucking the corporations and the banks they're doing this meanwhile sexual identity and, and, and gender equality the guy's yeah. like it's just a drunk I get it I've been drunk <laughs> I, could, I could be this guy <laughs> it's like I think Beyonce um, 
had one last year, was it last year, the year before, where she celebrated like the Black Panthers or something, or yeah. some kind of political ideology that was murdering, that was a racist murdering yeah. organization. Yeah. You know, something like that. So like, everyone tries to make it so, oh, the Super Bowl is all about the halftime show, not about the match, is yeah. what the performers see. And so they need to make it about their performance being, yeah. Well, it's, it's just. I, I, I don't right. I I don't understand it. Like purely from um, if you if you approach it from a marketing standpoint and look at football and the game of football and its fans, most of them are Middle America people, i.e. Trump supporters. So mm, why football fans? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like the the most the the, the most popular um the the the, the point the, the areas of America where the sport is most popular is like Central America and. Uh, and uh, the the Midwest and everything like that. Okay. Not like um, not not the coastal areas. Not like California and New York and like the big cities, the the big democratic areas. So, like, left leaning ones. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the 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 ones that are further left. So so why would you, why why would you aim all your advertising and and everything on on making these people feel worse when for the rest of the year they're the ones that are going to be giving you all your money. Right? Oh, it's because it's about the brand. <laughs> like, it's not about brand loyalty. It's about the brand as a whole. Like, the brand needs to be, um, we are the good people here. Why can't the brand just play fucking football? Budweiser kills thousands <laughs> through alcohol poisoning yeah. and alcohol-related deaths. Yeah. But they're okay about immigration. <laughs> I, I, also, I didn't watch the advert. I did read something about it. It was, like, in the 1950s or yeah. in, like, 20s or something like that, and it was something about immigration. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, you know, like, more than 50% of people in hospital were there because of alcohol, right? You know that, right? <laughs> you know that? You're the king of beers. You're the king of mass death. Like, but, you know, oh, in the 20s, yeah. you know, moonshining, whatever. <laughs> it's a weird moment. I mean, I remember Katy Perry got criticised because a dancer who was inside a shark suit, hmm. couldn't keep rhythm. Why can't we go back to that? That's a great reason to criticise a, a halftime show. Someone, some, some bloke, he can't dance. dance. That's, that's great. Not like, oh, he supports Trump. What a fucking arsehole, wanker, bastard, whatever. Like, it's football. It's a game. It's, it was no, it's, a, it's people's emotions. I mean, there's a thing. It was um, a moment that they should have taken, as is as with every other sport, as as just fuck politics. It's it's a good moment to kind of unify and and just <laughs> it's like the fucking like like the football game in the sum. It's like, because it's there's a right just, and there's a wrong, and you have to be on team right. Uh, you, you, what's important is that you're right, yeah. and that means that if you're right and people disagree with you, that means that they're wrong. Yeah. So that means you have to belittle them into them being wrong. Meanwhile, the whole thing is stupid anyway because it's all relative and yeah. everything means everything. Like yeah. um, one example, uh, I, I, I've I've met a lot of um, left leaning people. You know, like <laughs> like, like um, me. Some some leaning more than others. Yeah. Um, some really far leaning people who would um, say they would disagree with rape. Like, yeah. You know, they disagree with rape. Yeah. Like, I disagree with this. But then if um, a rapist um, went to prison. They would wish rape upon that rapist. Right. So they would they would disagree with rape circumstantially. Mm. So they'd be like, I disagree with it, but I want it to happen more just over here instead of over here. Yeah. 
and that, 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 that uh, but that's what I mean. But it's all subjective. Ways. It's all it's all relative. You know, it's yeah. just like you disagree with something in a certain context. Yeah. So stop trying to remove context from something that you're trying to argue against. Yeah. So um, yeah, the context thing we discussed before about equal earnings yeah. rather than equal pay. You go like, well, there's context there that you're avoiding and you're not including. If we include more context, we'd be able to have more of an understanding of what's going on. No, 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 no. It's simple. People should earn the same, regardless of gender. And that's the argument they're having. And instead yeah. of adding more information to it, it just gets muddier and muddier. And nothing and nothing gets resolved. Mm. So that's the whole thing about people venting about politics. Is like, yeah, but everyone's meant to be on the same team. Like, they, they, they voted for different reasons. You don't know why they voted. You only think they voted because they own a hat. Yeah. Like, this is seems strange, but it's all about being right as opposed to being wrong. Well, there's... there's... There's idiots on every side. I hate this thing um, where everyone's leaning everywhere. They won't just stand. Just well, yeah. Just stand on the left. Just, just... <laughs> just stand on the right. Just, just don't. None of this fucking leaning over the line. Maybe I'm this. Maybe I'm that. Well, or just don't pick one of two sides. It happens that, that like the left did it throughout all of Obama's thing, and the right are uh, doing it now through Trump's thing, where um, it's like they don't. Then they're not honest about the policies that are, that are being put into place and, and their feelings on it or anything like that. But that's it's never just been like the case, is it's it? our, our guy's in, so everything he does is great. Uh, no, ignore ignore that, ignore that. Everything he's doing is is, mm. is brilliant, and it was exactly the same with Obama. And it's always like that. It's like if you want to advance, if you, if you want if you want to reform politics, which is something that it's it's something uh, an idea that's kicking about all over the place now because of everything that's been going on for the past five years or whatever um if you want reform you need to people need to start being more honest and say no i i'm 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 a a liberal i like this about obama i i did not did not like this and and from that it'll break down from a two-party system into being a three-party system and a four-party system and you'll get more candidates coming through that that but the thing that's frustrating about that to a more me diverse amount of needs is just that politicians are famous for not being trustworthy, yeah, and are famous for being able to manipulate people into mm. making decisions. Mm. So, all these people who are being manipulated by politicians who are famously untrustworthy, they're trusting these politicians because these guys are different. You know, it's like the yeah. it's like the, per, the 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 one friend we've all had who's always in a terrible relationship but it always needs to be in a relationship so they'll always be with someone, even if it's a terrible idea, because this one's different, or this one's going to be make, mm. make everything fine again. And it's just like, well, no, just, you know, just take a breath yeah, and just, you know, figure out what you're going to do to change the world, yeah. as opposed to figuring out who you're going to believe is going to change the world for you. I don't, you know, that's the... That's the frustrating thing about, about me is there there is a practical side to having a democracy and a leadership and you need to have a leader that you need to choose somehow. But on a, on the on on the real scale of your existence, I think that the strongest person you can have an effect is you. Mm. And people don't put their energy into themselves. They'd be like, Oh well now well, that people Obama's cast and then wait for the change this. to happen rather than going yeah. out and affecting change themselves. But there is too much change you can affect that can piss off um, companies apparently yeah. Apple, apparently loads of companies actually, including Apple, Uber, and Netflix, are taking legal action against Donald Trump because of huh. the immigration ban. 
right. which is weird to me because yeah. he can like he no <laughs> <laughs> like he's already like threatened nuclear war several times yeah and like people believe that he is capable of doing it on a whim mm. which um you know, which could be true i don't know um so to just start being to start poking the bear about like about something that he can just downright go like well no I mean, what was the thing? Yeah, the thing about the um, the immigration ban started, and then a judge said no, and then Trump said yes, and then someone said no, <laughs> and now he's thinking about taking it to the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's just like, well, is there is there any use? It is the belief that you will he will just like back down as yeah. the president because you've said like no. <laughs> or is it just about the fact that you at least people said no? Mm. You know, go down fighting. Or is it just like, well, why are you fighting? I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Uber and Netflix apparently have lots of um, employees or um, interests that weren't able to get back in the country, even though they had visas and stuff. Mm. And were like, we rely heavily on immigration and you've fucked us over financially, so we want remuneration or we want some kind of compensation or we yeah. want to, to tell people off. Which is, you know, it's uh, interesting. It's uh, I shouldn't have given you Biltong, really, should I? That's a bad idea. Should have just waited until afterwards. I mean, feel free to enjoy yeah, but like talk as well. <laughs> no, I'm trying. No, I was just thinking. I saw. Um, have you seen that video that's been kicking about the uh, the marine with the massive beard? It's been it's no. been on Facebook quite a bit. Um, uh, his thing was like uh, he put a video on Facebook from the barracks in Iraq um, about the immigration ban and uh, said, "Well, if I his basic thing was." If I went out into the streets right now and the natives saw me and I was on my own, I asked them, um, I asked an Iraqi that's friendly with the base, what would happen to me? Um, And he said, within an hour, you'd be kidnapped um, and uh, you'd be kidnapped and and probably tortured for a while and then killed. Um, And then that would be that, 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 well, that, that'd be the end of you. Um, well, and his parents could take him in a pram, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take some selfies. Dead, the, the, we have the technology to put yeah. him in a box. <laughs> big, 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 big cuddle cot. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, the and the same people that were that were explaining this to him were ones that were kicking off about about the immigration ban. Uh, and his thing was like, well... So he was talking up to fellow Marines, or was he, you thought you were talking about natives? No, no uh, but fellow, uh, like Iraqis, but uh, Iraqis that were friendly to the base. Who were politically inclined and... I guess. Were like, oh, the problem with Trump is he leans, he leans all <laughs> over the place. You know what I mean? He's got this band, he's got this, he's got the Apple, and Uber, and Netflix. Well, they were, what are going to do? <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, oh, it's blatant racism and all of that. And, and his yeah. point was like, well... If, if I, as an American, will go, go out into your streets and you'd slaughter me right away, um, like, why on earth should I let you into our country if you've got that potential? And, and initially I was like, well, maybe, maybe. But then I was like, well, yeah, but you... You're an are invading in the, force. You're in the middle of a war zone. <laughs> and they... And... and um, Iraqis aren't responsible 
for destroying the American economy <laughs> and American landmarks and buildings and just tearing down the entire country. America is kind of responsible for doing that in Iraq. <laughs> so it's it's not the same. It's really oversimplifying the, the entire thing. And yet that's been shared thousands and thousands of fucking times. It's a, I, just, I don't know. I, I think I, I kind of understand the point where he's coming from. And he, ha- and he probably does have a, like a lot of bias being in the military and that have been what of that of that kind of very strong thing of protecting his own and and all of that that's kind of beaten into you but uh i don't, I don't know i think it was a real oversimplification of the whole well, thing well it's it's branding people as enemies yeah like branding people from if you're from this country then you're an enemy mm. so well, are we at war with these countries like one well, not really like we're doing quite nice trade deals with, with these people but they're the enemy <laughs> because like if you go to I, I don't. I think Egypt might have been one of the countries that was on the list. It's like, oh, no Egyptians, yeah. don't come over here because we're enemies. Are, are we? <laughs> like, yeah. If, yeah. If, if if a tourist goes to Egypt, they'll get torched and killed. Well, there's loads of tourists over here. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, don't you know? Yeah. No, no, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> it's quite nice, actually. <laughs> Pyramids. Is that a cat? Is it a guy? I don't know. It's, dog. it's cat, dog, dog god. I like it. I'm, in, I'm into it. Yeah. But yeah, people trying to understand it is just... Uh, it's it's hard to rationalise something that doesn't actually make any sense. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. It's people trying to justify something that... I mean, I think there was an argument that uh, Obama started this whole thing. Yeah, which yeah. is quite it's a, a continuation funny, of one of his policies. It's quite, yeah. quite a funny political way to put it. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, the last guy that was in here, that was him. <laughs> <laughs> now he's gone. I'm lumbered with all this racism that I've got to deal with. I mean, I've just got to do it. So um, I'm just doing what that guy did. <laughs> when you start a new job and you're just blaming the guy before you. Yeah. Oh, just just blame the black guy. Just. <laughs> I saw an amazing um, uh, show of patriotism uh, the other day. Um, I uh, I was I was watching TV for the first time in God knows how long. Um, and, how patriotic! Uh, I know, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and uh, Bellator came on. Bellator's like it's the second biggest it's MMA like, company. It's like Skeletor's in, cousin. Y- yeah, no. second biggest MMA company in the states. Like UFC does pay per view. Bellator does TV. That's their shtick. Um, and the last fight was like the retirement of this of of this guy. I can't remember his name. He's a famous fighter, but I cannot remember his name. Um, and they invited this rock star guy on to sing "America the Beautiful." Uh, and so he came out onto the stage and he started singing, and like everybody in the arena, like hands on their hearts, and you know, made me want to vomit. <laughs> um, and uh, so the fighter across the ring, just hands on his heart, really just somber and like patriotic and everything like that the 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 main guy the retiring guy big bald angry man had his <laughs> had his hand over his heart big fucking gum shield in his mouth and was yelling to the song <laughs> oh beautiful what's precious cat and like you could just hear it through the through the camera he was just getting just getting more and more amped up and this guy at the to top retire. of the yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy at the top of the stage was just like still just singing his little heart out, and this guy at the end, the veins popping on his forehead and his arms. He's like just the most pumped I've ever seen anyone for like America the Beautiful, just <laughs> screaming, just spitting, just fucking. It was it was insanely patriotic. I felt very pumped. 
<laughs> now let's MMA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he choked him out in a minute. <laughs> really patriotic. Like, have you ever been at a really shit part house party? And the music's terrible. Yeah. But you're so intent on having a good time. Yeah. You're just like, I can get into this. I can get into any song. I mean, fucking yeah. I mean, may all acquaintance be forgotten. I don't know, I'm going to have a great time. Is every party that you go to, but like, they all got old Lang Syne on in the background. It's the only time people invite me anywhere. It's more when it's like, you know, obliged, I guess, will invite that guy. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, people have entrance music to fight still, I think. Yeah. Like, but th- does that happen before? The, the the national anthem, whatever happened? That's happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had both. You can't have that before a fight. Sure, it's not the most... Up, it re- removes the whole point of entry music, right? Well, that's the thing. They did the entry I mean, if every music. time Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> yeah. broke some glass and entered the ring, and then they had to play the national anthem... <laughs> No, in the in the states, in 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 wrestling, they do it. They do it before they uh, before WrestleMania starts. So they do that, and then because they've got like ninety thousand people there, and they're all singing along or whatever, and then there's a big cheer, and then they start the show or some shit like that. <laughs> Apparently, they used to do it at the start of every single live show, but they just didn't film it. It's just America. They do it at every single baseball game. I don't every think I could deal with game. it. I really don't think I could. No, but they're indoctrinated. Yeah. You pledge allegiance to the flag. I know. Every morning. Yeah. As a child. It's insane. Like, it's, so you're kind of used to it at that point. And then I think um, Jim Jeffries had a bit on it on um, his TV show about Legit. how, I think, yeah, like after 9-11, there's now two songs you have to stand up for. Like, they do the national anthem, and then they do, I don't know, the 9-11 remix, or whatever, and people have to stand up again for some other reason, well, to um, do another the song. The national anthem is like, so, so, can you see? Yeah. Right, so that's the national anthem. The one that they always sing at WrestleMania is America the Beautiful. Oh, beautiful, for spacious guys. Right. Which is, I looked up, and it's just classed as a patriotic song. It's nothing. So is Yankee Doodle Dandy. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty patriotic. It's nothing song for official. Americans. Like it was written in like the, the late eighteen hundreds or something like that. Right. And um, like it's not a national anthem or anything. But I don't. I, I, you'd be. You got to give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> we want a boring song, please. Beginning yeah. of everything. A boring song. Sometimes the national anthem. Sometimes this other one. Yeah. Sometimes both. Yeah. Like. Uh... <laughs> Either way, the message is America, America, America. Yeehaw. <laughs> well, um, let's move on to uh, something else. There was we're going to go a bit, a bit up and down because I I didn't organise my notes properly. Um, federal safety officials in Georgia are investigating a liquid nitrogen mishap that happened in a sperm bank that left a sheriff's deputy dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now there is a pun in here I didn't put it in (laughs) they put it in and I don't think they wanted to draw enough a lot of attention to it so I'm going to draw the attention to it because I can't I think the whole article was written for that one pun (laughs) I'll let you I'll I'll, I'll leave a bit of silence for it okay Um, so Richmond County Sergeant Greg Meager great name um, had 
previously survived being shot in the face. Um, but he died in a... Uh, that's relevant, apparently. <laughs> this guy who got shot in the face, he was fine. Yeah. Then he went to a sperm bank with liquid nitrogen. Everything got fine. I want to hear about him surviving getting shot in the face. I don't, like, yeah. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, he was part of a team called to the Zytex storage facility in Augusta after a report of a liquid nitrogen pressure surge. Zytex, very Terminator 2 baddie name for a corporation. Yeah. I like it. Mega went inside the building where he was apparently overcome. Oh. Firefighters pulled him out, but he could not be saved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't explain what happened. No. They just say, you know, nitrogen, come. <laughs> he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the firefighters also rescued a female employee found on the property, but she survived. She was um, not overcome. She was not over... She she was more acclimatised to it, apparently, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> liquid nitrogen, which can freeze objects on contact, can vaporise and rapidly expand at room temperature, displacing oxygen in poorly ventilated spaces. Right. So all the oxygen got ripped out of the room, I'm assuming. So he um, went in, didn't realise he couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Died instantly. Yeah. The woman went in, realised she couldn't breathe, I guess left. Yeah. Oh, she's I can't fine. breathe in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hazmat teams shut off the liquid nitrogen tanks at the facility, but Cytex said there was no damage to any of the tissue stored there. Great news. That's what everyone <laughs> needs to know. I mean, a man is dead. <laughs> a man is dead, but the jars of sperm are fine. <laughs> just, just... Oh yeah, sure. No, one man is dead, but future generations will live on. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. The comes fine. <laughs> just got his podium out. Like, we like to uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of Sergeant Greg Meager, his fellow deputies, and our injured employee. The comes fine. Yeah. We'll just. <laughs> <laughs> they broke they break one vial it's like, unfortunately sample 44325 did not make it <laughs> <laughs> uh, the East... family are there just grieving <laughs> <laughs> just all these jars alongside bearing a big jar so, calling, oh no calling all his friends you see the news yeah yeah I lost my kid <laughs> potentially potentially billions were killed <laughs> They mentioned that he got shot in the face before. I mean, just, <laughs> like, is that why he died? As in, he was so cocky. He was like, it's only come. I've been shot in the face before. <laughs> I mean, I've had the real money shot. Yeah. Like, I, I can deal with this. <laughs> like, nope, you're dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe they caught him on his last breath and he was like, please make this pun good. <laughs> <laughs> Say overcome. Don't stress it. Let some people find it funny, but you can get away with it yeah. without insulting all of the family. <laughs> what did he die from? Being overcome. <laughs> oh, 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 we get it. Oh, tell him I was shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> my, my proudest day. <laughs> you realise with the breaths that you used to explain this to me, you could have just got out of the room. But I want to stress, not shot in the face with a load. 
A gun. <laughs> Not even a gun, a bullet. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, go, let's ramp this back up again. All right. um, I saw an article. Russia's Air Force has been ordered to prepare for a, in quotes, time of war. So that's... <laughs> Which seems alarming, yep. because anyone being told to prepare for war is that seems like a step up. But they are the army. Yeah. Like if if you want to be semantic, the army should be prepared for war. Yeah, should always be prepared for a time of war. Like if you're unprepared, yeah. you're worse than like a cub scout. Yeah, just be prepared for war. You're not the Ministry of Defense if you are not ready to defend. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Vladimir Putin ordered a snap check. Whatever that is, I'm assuming it's a um, Czech Republic, Czechoslovakian version of Snapchat. Sorry, that took me a while to formulate the joke <laughs> in my head. And then I was like, do I say Czech Republic? But then that's not even mm. a joke anymore. Let's go back into the pre-Soviet version of the Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> See if Czechoslovakia well, it didn't really work anyway. Um, Snapchat of the country's armed forces, according to Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu, as well as checking whether agencies or troops are ready for battle. People are getting ready for war. <laughs> but uh, that's news, apparently, is that the Air Force is getting ready to having to use their air in a forceful way should it come to a wartime situation. <laughs> Just let everyone know, you know, the army is recruiting, right? All right. Uh. <laughs> the Navy's got its boats on the water. All right. The submarines are in the, are underwater now. Okay, fair right. enough. Where do you put them the rest of the time? Oh, they're in the sky. We we, we rent them out to yeah, the air it's, force. It's not like it's not like a plane. Like the plane requires fuel and a pilot to stay in the air. Boat doesn't need fuck all to stay in the water. Nah, well, what? Think about that. Aircraft carriers are they navy or are they air force? The carrier is navy. But if an aircraft carrier's got no planes on it, it's just a it's boat. Just a big bit of Lego. <laughs> so. They must have to work with the Air Force. But then you've got, like, Navy snipers. That was that American sniper guy. It's like, I'm in the Navy, but I'm a sniper. And I'm the best sniper in the world. Like, no, so, you're not. You're the best American sniper. So he sniper. was the guy in the crow's nest in Jaws. <laughs> Just <laughs> shoot, having the sin Jaws. Shooting at the shark. No? I watch, no, I should watch Jaws, wow. I guess. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I, they play solitaire in it. and Everyone knows I've got issues with solitaire. <laughs> Like, there's a whole thing about they're playing solitaire on the boat. And I was like, ah, yeah. no, I don't watch this. <laughs> the whole thing was like, oh, look at the animatronic shark. It's, um, I've seen Predator. This isn't Predator. So I'm going to no. go and go home. <laughs> no, but it was, it was the, it's, it's a piece of film history. Like, it's the first ever summer blockbuster. Like, he invented that. He invented the summer. Yeah. Hey, it's so nice outside. Come inside. Yeah, yeah but it's like, was he it was it Psycho that, was the first film, film you had to summer. watch from beginning to end? You couldn't come in during it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like cinemas used to just show films all day and you would just walk just into walk a film. <laughs> like, you wouldn't, you know, you people wouldn't sit, go there at the beginning of the film. They'd just be like, let's go watch a film. Let's go in halfway. That's how good the films were. Wow. Like, <laughs> it made so little sense. You didn't need to know a time frame for it. It's just like, let's go watch something. <laughs> let's see the moving pictures. And Hitchcock was like, no, now you have to watch it from the beginning because Psycho is dun, 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 more intense. You should anyway, but I, I, I hate being late to a film. Yeah. 
There is kind I of like a feeling. To see, I, I, remember, I distinctly remember when I was a kid, I would get sick of watching trailers. And now I fucking love watching them. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I missed the beginning of Saving Private Ryan the first eight times I watched it. And everyone was, everyone was going on about the beach scene. I was like, the beach? <laughs> like, they walked past the beach once. I mean, was that incredible? I mean, yeah, yeah sure it was. No, no, no. <laughs> no they, they start in a field. And then... <laughs> they start talking to this guy named Ryan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seemed pretty pretty quick cut for this film. Yeah. <laughs> Save and him. Then, Are and you then Ryan? The... Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit film. Yeah, yeah. They the, the opening credits, and then they find Ryan, and then Tom Hanks dies, and then there's a flag, and the oh, old, well, man, old man cries. And... Spoilers. They don't need to know there's flags in this film. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's a fucking flag. Uh, there was a flag on the play during a Canadian tennis match or a tennis match with a Canadian player. Did you see this? No. <laughs> it was like a, um, a tight match. We're just going to move swiftly on from saving Private Ryan and Russia's preparing for war <laughs> into tennis. And now the tennis. So I warned you, I warned that it was going to be up and down. So we're going to go back down. Um, to Yeah, there was a tennis match between an Englishman and a Canadian um, they walked into a bar later on. That's terrible. I wish I never said that. Um, but basically, during the match, it was so close. Like, deuce, advantage, deuce, advantage. Yeah. Um, and the Canadian guy, um, like, I, I don't know whether he fucked up a shot or something like that, but he got really frustrated and launched a tennis ball, like, caught it out of his pocket, threw it in the air and smashed it to be like, for fuck's sake, smashed it right into the umpire's eye. Oh. And the umpire was <laughs> like, um, well, you lose now. <laughs> so like this guy from like really f- sportsman like frustration like fuck's sake bam whop <laughs> smashes an umpire he's like fuck <laughs> costume is you know the game probably shit like money and trophies yeah. but apparently like you, yeah if you if you attack the staff <laughs> you forfeit like it's just this, this, the rules it wasn't like he was holding a grudge he just had to be like he was the umpire, just like holding ice. He's like, going like fuck, oh, oh, um, yeah, this guy loses by default or something." Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, <laughs> uh, "I'm so sorry." It's like, ah, it's just, just my eye. <laughs> It'll be fine. Jesus. <laughs> did it, did he kick off about it or was he? Yeah, the umpire was all right. No, no, I, mean, the, the the tennis, I think he just felt really bad for you know a professional athlete smashing a tennis ball in your face yeah. in your eye like directly in your eye yeah like he's just lucky he didn't blind the guy i guess yeah but yeah he was really like i'm really sorry <laughs> in his canadian way <laughs> i'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know yeah uh, let's bring this back up again so um, a Royal Air Force fighter jet escorted a Pakistani civilian airliner to Stansted Airport near London on Tuesday after a passenger became disruptive. What? Which I love because <laughs> they didn't do anything. They, they say that there was no, it's not believed to be a hijack situation or a terror matter. He's just being disruptive. <laughs> just, just like, sir, <laughs> sir, sit down. Like, sit down, sir. You can't stand up for the whole flight. The RAF will come. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I've seen them before. 
sir. <laughs> it's escalating and escalating and escalating because this guy wouldn't do something menial like sit. Down. He just, no, he um, just left uh, his... The Air Force is here. <laughs> They've been preparing for a time of war for quite a while. <laughs> like, yeah, escorted the plane to be set down somewhere else, I think. It was originally meant to land at Heathrow and they made it land at Stansted instead. <laughs> like, something that didn't make any difference I whatsoever. Just take it where it is and if he's causing a problem, detain him at the airport. disruptive. Don't make everyone else drive across town because he was, I don't know, he left his headphones in during the whole fucking... <laughs> he didn't leave his seat in the upright position. Yeah, didn't put I'm not sh- doing it! <laughs> I know what you're trying to do with your mind control. <laughs> yeah. I'm fighting the power. <laughs> Missile-loaded RAF jets next to <laughs> I will not put my tray away. <laughs> You don't scare me. <laughs> I'm keeping these headphones. What are you going to do? Take me to Stansted? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but this reminded me about um, something that happened over Christmas that I thought was great, but I just forgot about it and, and didn't realise how to do it. So I think it'd be great to bring it up now if I can remember it. Um, um, terrorists. This came on the news. Terrorists. Have divert terrorists have hijacked a plane, and the plane has been diverted to Malta. Right. right, that was the beginning of the story for me, and I thought that was brilliant just on its own because I like the idea that a terrorist's demands are just to politely divert. Yeah, would you mind going here instead? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Great. Let's uh, sit back and watch the Adam Sandler film. <laughs> or the terrorists... Because hi- the, the term was they hijacked the plane. But I thought the air traffic control would have just been like, they've been hijacked and they're coming towards us. Nah, just divert them to Malta. That's Malta's problem now. Let's just do that. <laughs> just slowly turn the plane <laughs> out of my realm of responsibility <laughs> onto somebody else. And, and the whole... The whole hijacking is completely within air quotes because it was the most banal hijacking I've ever seen. And I kept up with it minute by minute. (laughs) So so 11.27am, Malta's... This happened on the 23rd of December, I think. Malta's Prime Minister breaks news of the hijacking via Twitter, which is probably protocol, right? Uh You know, hashtag hijacked my lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of news, this goes for Twitter. Um, 11.42, reports suggest one hijacker was on board the plane claiming to be in possession of a hand grenade, Um, which I'm assuming he snuck on in trying to fob it off his shampoo or something. (laughs) You can't take shaving. You can't take water on a plane if there's too much of the water. But you can probably get a hand grenade on. (laughs) The hand grenade is fine. Um, the hijacker is reportedly claimed he is pro-Gaddafi and said he was willing to let passengers go apart from the crew if his demands were met. Um, early reports suggested two hijackers had threatened to bomb the plane. So it's amping up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 11.49, this is seven minutes later, a security official at the airport has said the pilot tried to land the plane in Tripoli, but the hijackers just completely refused. Um, the official said the pilot was in contact with Tripoli, but communications was lost. So during the hijacking, the pilot was debating, well, why don't we just go to Tripoli instead of Malta? Mm. You know, we can we can go anywhere. I mean, why do you want to go? I, I prefer Tripoli. No, 
the traffic in Tripoli is disgusting. I don't want to deal with it. I've had enough of a bad day anyway. <laughs> um, 12.30, um, 40 minutes later, or 30, yeah, 40 minutes later, Television Malta, a terrestrial network operated by the national broadcaster, is broadcasting live video of the plane from the airport on its website where nothing is happening. It's just a stationary landed plane <laughs> with a live cam on it. Yeah. Uh, 12.33, three minutes later, according to the Times of Malta, the hijackers claim to be from a pro-Gaddafi group called Al-Fatah Al-Gadida and offered to release all passengers apart from the crew of the Damazo Met. Al-Fatah Al-Gadida roughly translates to the uh, new opening or new victory, but the organisation is unknown and has never been reported on in the past. So more and more it's coming to like a couple of terrorists trying to wing it, you know, being like, <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like they were going on a holiday somewhere and something happened on the day. Oh, she's broken up with me now. I don't want to go see her parents. Yeah. Let's fucking hijack this thing. What should we call ourselves? I don't know. New victory or I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll be fine. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Uh, 1243, the mayor of Libya, um, where the plane was set off has said that the security at the airport is not good. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, the security is not very good. Um, so it's not surprising that hijackers got on and they had grenades. Um, 12.44, an airline official said the hijack plane first started heading to Malta, then went towards Tripoli, and then went to Malta. Right. So the hijackers couldn't make up their mind. <laughs> they were just indecisive hijackers, not being able to get a plan together. Um, 12.51... People have just been seen leaving the plane. <laughs> <laughs> People have just started leaving the plane. And, uh, <laughs> all right, okay. Ten minutes later, more people are leaving the plane. Um, a minute later, um, an official from um, the air aircraft people said two hijackers said they're going to release the passengers, but they want to keep the pilot. So they've seen people leaving and been like, oh, uh, yeah, you can take the passengers. But we're keeping the pilot. <laughs> uh, an hour later, production of a film about hijacking a plane in Libya has been put on hiatus during this hijack. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great terrorist demand, I think. Again, on a whim. <laughs> and I'm going to keep saying whim. Whim. <laughs> Just, and we want the pilot and we want... Um, what's that? Is that a film crew? We want that film to stop. <laughs> and it's a plane. We don't want hijacking films being made while we're hijacking. That's just rude. Thank you. Um, airline staff, uh, 149 airline staff have started leaving the plane. <laughs> just, just leaving. Just walking away. Um, well, I'm going to go on my lunch. <laughs> Ten minutes after that, a man has been seen on television leaving the plane door, waving a dark green flag, and then going back inside. <laughs> Did that work? <laughs> we waved the green flag. I mean, you know, the Grand Prix has begun. <laughs> the warm-up lap is finished. Um, the, the final people start leaving the, the plane, followed by the hijackers. Just fuck it. <laughs> just, we'll just walk off. And uh, yeah, they're now um, apprehended after leaving the plane, apparently voluntarily. <laughs> Just, all right, fair enough. Just, <laughs> what do we do now? 
I like the idea that this is just this is just how ISIS booked their holidays. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's so it was it was just the most disorganized hijacking I've ever I've ever I've ever known. And for it to be just the 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 plane's been hijacked. Well, can you go to Malta? Yeah, right. Okay. What about Tripoli? No, don't don't bring up Tripoli now. We've said Malta. We're going to stick to Malta. No, I want to go to Malta. We're all going on a summer holiday. Uh, the passengers are leaving. Uh, oh shit! Um, yeah, we meant to do that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I have some passengers, but we're keeping the pilot. The crew are leaving as well. The crew are leaving. Fine, let's just leave. <laughs> did, did we wave the green flag? Yeah, well, we, our, our work area is done. That was our whole thing, was to wave this green flag. <laughs> Just a really impromptu terrorist hijacking, I thought. Brought some festive cheer over Christmas. <laughs> Just let the whole crew go and be like, uh, but we're keeping the pilot. Okay, so you can fly this thing. Not without the co-pilot. Where's he? Well, you've just let him go. <laughs> He's gone on lunch. Yeah. <laughs> he just left. Yeah, he, Apparently the grenades were replica. He's a stickler. He goes at the same time every day. <laughs> Gluten free. Yeah. Just you guys yes. you guys couldn't decide where you were going by that time he'd already heated up his soup. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had an idea for um uh something that I wanted to come up with an idea to do a project for this year. That was kind of like my one of my New Year's resolutions was mm. uh to come up with uh, something to do. And I thought, well, fuck it, just do like a mini-series of something. Yeah. And uh, write what you know. So write about a character who's... Um, and we've got to make it as low-budget and easily creatable as possible. Because mm. like, oh, yeah. Well, it starts off, he's in Thailand <laughs> in, in an elephant chase. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Your last one was a car chase on the M6. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a car chase. It was a car drive. Can't do that. Yeah, can't drive on the M6 with a, it's just too much work. Yeah, so um, yeah, I wanted to do um, like a piece by uh, a, a six piece series, six episode series of like someone getting their life where where the whole thing is somebody getting their life back together. Yeah, because I think a lot of the situations I've been in in the past year have been pretty horrendously dark. Yeah, or like unaverage. So I think like putting myself in a situation be like oh well my version of a dirty house is pretty dirty yeah so my version <laughs> of not having to deal with things like there's rats in my garden now it's like i kind of have to start dealing with it really so, yeah jesus <laughs> i think they might have taken over my garage so i just need to have you got rubbish in the that. garage uh, no, I've got gym equipment in the garage. They're getting pumped. <laughs> like, they're, they're building their way up in the ecosystem to slowly kick my ass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got an idea for a uh, yeah like six uh, six episode um, show. Let's see if I can bring it up. So it's basically about um, a fuck up who um, you know I t- I'm trying to think of a because you have to come like an over an overlying arc of a storyline and the whole thing is just somebody getting his life together who lost his life along along uh, life's way where they've kind of put themselves in the position we were when we started the podcast where we just wanted to do things but we were always saying we were going to do things and yeah, not doing yeah, yeah. it and that's an easy trap that people just fall into so it's about somebody having that moment where they realize that they've got to you know shit i've got to now i should get my act together now and then the process of him doing that. So the first episode is like a, just a framework of his fucked up life. So shit, house, 
bad health, bad diet, unproductive, not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and like, I think the, the current idea for the whole starting of the story is he's at a pub drinking and having a chat and he's convinced he's 26, but his mate tells him, no, you're 29. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, no, I'm 26. Like we went to, and then he works out and he's realized he's wasted three years of his life. Yeah. So the whole first episode is like all of his fucked up life and the realization he's got to get it together. And then you got like episodes of, um, I wrote down a brief list. First, uh, the second episode is like sorting out his diet. So learning how to cook and yeah. fucking up and going food shopping, interacting with society and, and stuff like that. Then exercise, trying to get himself sorted in, in health. Um, then friends and relationships. I think it'd be funny just to have a montage of quick cuts. It's all basically a quick cut series. Yeah. <laughs> of just trying to sort something out with flashbacks to loads of other shit but I think it's uh, surprisingly easy once I started I realised it's like the podcast yeah when before you start work on something even if it's just writing a brief summary of what you want to do it seems like there's a whole load of stuff you need to do yeah 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 but once you actually well, it's the same it's the same as everything like Donald Trump impressions <clears throat> before I'd be like if you want if someone's going to do an impression of Donald Trump they'd have to work on it until it's perfect for days <laughs> yeah and then you're like no just try and people will know what you're trying to do yeah like you don't need to be really good at it this no. is like the, the joke isn't that you can do a donald trump impression yeah. the joke is the, the the arnold schwarzenegger bit at the end of it is, that's, that's what the important thing is yeah so trying to map out you know um a show that you want to do it's like ah no we'll just film it all here yeah and how do you sort out someone how do you portray 10 minutes of an episode about diet you go well yeah. you do a couple of cuts of like the first couple of minutes is them trying to cook with outrageous things mm. stuff that's lying around the house then them shopping then them still failing to make a few different things and at the end they've made something that to them is glorious but isn't uh isn't that glorious? They, they finally made beans on toast yeah you know like he tries to make these extravagant meals and then it keeps on fucking up in stupid ways. And then he makes beans on toast and he's happy about it. Yeah. And that's like, that's a, that's a step on the ladder. Yeah. You know? And then like exercise is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he tries doing shit loads of exercise. And then he's like, day one, does this, does this, does this, yeah. does this. Day two, does this, does this, does this. Yeah. Day three, snooze. <laughs> snooze snooze ice cream <laughs> like complete like this like, brrr, complete fuck yeah. and then he's like alright well which is pretty much everybody then. when they start exercising <laughs> exactly it's, 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 it's too, too much about, too soon yeah and well, it's, 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 it's everybody the, when it's they do any pitfall. kind of habit yeah yeah it's, so it's just like yeah it's keeping it light hearted about it but it's like yeah, it's accurate and it's yeah. truthful so having that and then uh, yeah friendship and relationships I think uh, uh, I think it would be funny to uh to go the way that I put it is going from being reclusive because I felt that um, I've been quite reclusive uh, until very until very very recently I've kind of been like right well I'm actually going to go out and do shit now mm. so I think that going from reclusive to inclusive I don't outclusive I don't know where you're talking to someone like <laughs> just listening to someone's conversation and then it's being like you know I've never really given a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just changing all the dynamics of a friendship <laughs> and then making friends with someone else. Like he goes out for a walk and sees someone screaming at a bus stop. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And starts screaming at a bus stop and making friends. <laughs> um, and then like, you know, dating, you'd have like uh, 
uh, coming round to the house when it's a state and then coming round when it's a little bit cleaner. And mm. like, it's one, the, the montage of like opening up a door and go, so this is my place. And there's like, I don't know, Godzilla fighting King Kong. <laughs> and then like opening up, so this is my place. And it's somebody else and there's something else stupid going on. Yeah. This seems, it seems really easy. Yeah. Once you start the momentum of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it Break really it down. Uh, yeah. Dating was one of them. And then uh, work, I think. Uh, yeah, like the montage of trying different jobs. Yeah. I had the idea of um I had the idea of <laughs> trying out being a plain coat plain clothes policeman. <laughs> right? So like the plain clothes policeman thing. Just try it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then you, and then you've got like a plain clothes car washer. It's just like just, just plain clothes in this part. It has to be plain clothes. It's the only job I'll do. <laughs> A plain clothes surgeon, <laughs> short t-shirt to try to cut someone up, something like that. That'd be pretty funny. So the whole the whole six episodes, say they're ten minutes each, with maybe the first episode being a bit longer. Um, all it is is just quick cut jokes. Yeah, for the whole thing, and it's just what's the theme? Well, the theme for this episode is diet. Yeah, so it's quick cut episodes of like. Um, chopping peppers, chopping onions, chopping carrots, and his finger. Yeah. Oh, that's a joke. That's that's a ten second joke. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then right, and then it's cooking something, and then it's burning something, and then it's like eat. You know, it it doesn't have to be linear in time. Mm. It can be like sorting out diet. Can be like you can cook so many meals that it adds up. Like if you were to count all the meals, it's actually took over a year. But you go like, no, it's just funny. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Joke. Joke. Yeah. And then they're trying out something new, so bizarre situation like screaming at a bus stop and then looking back on other things. It seems doable. It seems like something that's quite cool. So I'm going to um, flesh it out um, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, trying to get the timing of it. Um, like I think I started on the first episode where you kind of see everything that's fucked. Like exterior washing up. <laughs> it's piling up. <laughs> that's just, that's the theme of that shot, and then um, external living room bin bags piled to the ceiling with gunk falling on them. You know, yeah. broken, and then bedroom body buried in clothes slash Doritos slash biscuits. Yeah, um, surrounding him as he wakes, and he wakes up by eating a handful of Dorito biscuit <laughs> crust or yeah. whatever the fuck. I think it's more just like now that there's an idea, I think it's more about improving the whole thing. Yeah. Like writing it and then being like, ah, the fun will be in the actual filming of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm feeling, yeah, I was a bit, I had the idea for ages and I was like, I'll just start writing a little bit about it. And it's like, oh, it seems a lot easier than I once thought. Mm. Um, It will just take time to do it all. Yeah. So if you just kind of be like, ah, every week I'll sit down and film some stuff and yeah. then see where it goes. Yeah. I think it could be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be good. You have any more thoughts on creativity? Your busking is coming up at some point. Oh, uh, April 1st. Yeah. April 1st is when you said you would uh, I think I think it was busk. around about then. Yeah. Fair it's enough. like fucking what, seven weeks. Do you feel prepared? No. You, yeah, because you stopped your videos, didn't you? Yeah. I was going to start... stop the videos. I stopped entirely. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't I just that. I, I haven't played a guitar since then, I don't think. I still am tempted just to start recording songs despite you. Yeah, well, I, I, went, um, I, went, I went to see a friend play the other day, and that's kind of like... 
It's 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 like you when you go and see stand up. It just yeah, you get that sort of starts kicking again underneath you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start again. I think I'll just 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 fucking learn ten songs and go out and play ten songs and like then you've done it. Yeah, yeah I mean, and especially you when you think that there's easily that. half a dozen songs that you already know anyway. Yeah, that is. I mean, fucking um, plush. Oh, that's one song. Yeah. And then just, uh, yeah, just, there you get five songs and I could probably get a few more and write them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them there. Okay, cool. And then just do it. It seems totally doable. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to that. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to know enough to do like a day's worth of busking. But do people do that anyway? I don't, I don't know. know. People don't really hang around for busking gigs. They just kind of walk past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can probably get away with four songs. I just need to learn that bit of the song. So yeah. The bit the bit where you walk past them and then just play that over and over again. Well, like that radio here, but like, fade out, fade <laughs> out, fade out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. <laughs>